This is Glenn Hauser with World of Radio 2231. World of Radio is a listener-supported public service program about communications around the world. On this edition, recorded February 22nd, Andorra, Antarctica, Brazil, China, Congo, Cuba, Ecuador, Estonia, Ethiopia, France, Germany, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Maldives, Mongolia, Myanmar, Netherlands, New Zealand, Pakistan, Peru, Russia, Swaziland, Turkey, USA, Vanuatu, Vietnam, Yemen, and the Propagation Outlook. Standard Disclaimer In the British DS Club, Christian Guibaudot in East France says, The next broadcast of Radio Andorra will be Sunday, March 3rd, as always at 17 to 19 UT on 6005 and 20 to 22 on 3985. Still in French, talking about Radio Andorra in the early 80s presumably be a low-power German station. LRA 36 Antarctica continues to make regular appearances Saturdays at 23 UT for a two-hour broadcast, including February 17th on 15475.98, reduced carrier USB. That is, even when we did not see any advanced publicity. There was publicity about a special test on Wednesday, February 21st, one hour at 21 UT, of course, on the same frequency to evaluate the situation, asking for reports, maybe at that time to be a little bit more convenient for listeners in Europe. It includes IDs for Rai in Buenos Aires. I can't blame Rai for involving with LRA 36, but this continues to raise the question of why can't they get back on the air with new or powerful shortwave transmitters in the real Argentina? Not that we're eager to hear more from the new WACO government. On February 3rd, we had news from Ben Dawson of Hatfield Dawson Consulting Engineers that his Brazilian colleague was working on putting Radio Clube de Ribeirão Preto, Brazil, back on the air, 15415, with a one kilowatt Phillips transmitter dating from 1965. So it came to pass. On February 20th, we had this from Jorge Freitas in Feira de Santana, Bahia, Brazil. Radio Clube de Ribeirão Preto, São Paulo, reactivates its old transmitter. 15415, because the Brazilian government expanded the law for migrating radio stations from medium wave to FM, also including concessions on shortwave and tropical waves. This could result in the temporary return of many inactive Brazilian radio concessions. When they reactivate the short or tropical wave frequency, they will request migration to FM, and thus the owners gain another FM radio. I remark that's rather cynical, but at least we'll have a shortwave station for a while. And in fact, on February 20th at 2253, I was getting a barely audible signal on 15415. Presumably this, since absolutely nothing else is ever scheduled on 15415 at any hour of the day. Others were having better luck getting some actual audio. Via remote in Canada, Wolfgang Gusser reports it was 40 hertz on the plus side of 15415. At midnight 52 UT, February 20th. A tiny signal. But via the same facility the next night, much better, February 21st, at 0157, he says, 5 over S9. And this time it was on 15414.970. Brazilian music and Portuguese. 
Walt Summoney had a port affair signal into British Columbia at midnight 17, February 21st, measuring about 25 hertz on the low side. Of course, much better reception likely via remotes in Argentina or Brazil, while it lasts. In IRCA, Chris Cadillac and others have been wondering about so-called Asian rumblers, noise on the sidebands of a number of Chinese medium-wave frequencies as monitored via remotes in East Asia. What are they? Nick Hall-Patch says. Some of these have been on since 2017 at least, but they seem to be multiplying in the last couple of years. Digital communication of some kind has been suggested, but there is a real barrage going on with 1557 kHz, making Radio Taiwan International difficult to hear on the Hong Kong remotes, for example. Samuel Hunt says this, China has their own digital system at 55 to 88 megahertz. So far, no radios to receive it are available mainstream, but a few transmitters are on. They could be doing the same on AM. China doesn't tend to publicize tests. Singapore and Malaysia have a weird thing mandating the maximum sensitivity of a radio. I drove around Singapore listening to the high-power FM transmitter, maybe 250 kilowatts, and the coverage was quite lousy where it should have been good. It felt like it was running only 10 kilowatts. I was amazed when I saw such high power listed. Nothing from Malaysia unless you get right into the north and nothing on AM. A similar situation went in Malaysia near Thailand. Despite high towers and high powers, this shows just how deaf the receivers are. I would maybe suggest a proprietary digital system to ensure people can only receive domestic services. Could be exactly what China would want. The maximum sensitivity rule very much fits with that ethos. Manuel Mendez in Spain continues to hear occasional activity from Radio Congo, Brazzaville, 6115, such as on February 18th from 1800 until off at 1832. It was in French with an ID at the end of the news, a clear and strong signal. Something's always wrong at Radio Havana, Cuba. The daytime frequency, 15140, may or may not be on the air for the English hour at 20 UT. However, on February 17th, it was on the air as late as 04.37 into the night, with RHC in Spanish with jazz. But it went off abruptly at 04.47, thanks to a tip two sesqui hours earlier from Tony Pavic in B.C., who was hearing it at 01.30. About two years late, the B-23 schedule of Radio Havana Cuba has finally appeared on their website, and it's very much shorter than before, showing at least what they think or they intend to broadcast, it's somewhat difficult to navigate, www.radiohc.cu. But we finally found a schedule of their Spanish broadcasts, very much reduced, and some of those listed are imaginary. And in English, this is what it shows. To San Francisco, 6100 at 05-07, which is imaginary. To Chicago, 15140 at 20-21, as we said, usually missing. And to Washington at 6000 kilohertz, 01-07 which is at least partially on the air, but usually with bad modulation. Rafael Rodriguez in Colombia notifies us, HCJB 6050 from Ecuador has been reactivated. Heard today, 19 February at 2130, retransmitting the FM 89.3 signal with overmodulation. Continued past midnight UT, when they used to have native languages. I say 6050 used to run until about 0230 UT, except weekends extended to 0500. And on February 22nd, I was hearing it at 0225 with Andean music and non-Spanish announcements. Not enough to overcome my high local noise level, but getting it 
into Mendoza, Argentina remote, although fluttering, as if transpolar instead of merely equatorial. The Andean music with announcements in local language, but took at 02.30, a sign-off in Spanish to return at 4.25 a.m. in Quechua, that's 09.25 UT. And they play a long version of the Ecuadorian National Anthem. Off at 02.33, a report from telesatinfo.ru, translated in Rusdx about Estonia, planning to find nursing homes for broadcasting Russian channels. According to draft amendments to the law on media services, the Department of Consumer Protection and Technical Supervision will have the right to find not only hotels, but also care homes for rebroadcasting Russian television content. Paul Walker in Alaska has been hearing a signal on 6090, peaking around 0330 UT with African music. It seems it could not be anything but Amhara State Radio in Ethiopia. It was February 18th, and again on the 20th, they were already on at 0305. It may be news at 0401. And another Ethiopian, he thinks, on 6110. Good signal and audio from Radio Fana around the same time on February 22nd. More DRM tests from TDF in France. February 19th at 1652, I was getting it. Lenovo 21615. Good into a Maryland remote with an RFI ID at 1800, past 1830. In BCDX, Wolfgang Gusel presents a tentative 824 DRM test scheduled from TDF on 28 frequencies. The only one on 13 meters then, however, being 21755. The segments are all for only 30 or 60 minutes. Tony Pavic of Pop Shop Radio in BC says, I received an email from Reiner at Channel 292 in Germany that their 3955 frequency will be off the air for another two weeks at least. I guess it'll be back on the air the first full week of March. That was uh, as of February 18th. They are, however, back on the air on 6070 and 9670. As we previewed last week, Radio Imran indeed carried out its annual broadcast via France 15215, February 21st between 16 and 17 UT, or make that 1658 as it was cut off and complete during a German ID. Furthermore, this signal was just barely modulated. We could get it strong enough via a Maryland remote in order to turn the volume way up, but this was defective. A few years ago, something else went wrong with this broadcast, and there was a make good a few days later. They should be entitled to that again with normal modulation. For this traditional once-a-year event, you'd think TDF would make sure to get it right the first time. With this and other monitored problems, why would anyone risk buying time on Isidon? In the British TX Club, Nick Rank in Buxton, UK says, During a quick VLF and LF band scan, I noted an FSK signal again from 37.5 kHz at 1835 UT, 17 February. Presume they have reactivated the U.S. Naval Station at Grindavik, Iceland. Maybe the threat of volcanic activity has passed. Wolfgang Dussel reports Akashvani, India, on remote receivers, presumably. The AIR Delhi Kingsway transmitter on 11804.784. That's replacing 11569.774 between 01 and 0430 UT in various languages. Yes, via remote in Qatar, he says. At 0258, Afghan percussion instrumental music. And furthermore, there were two strong S8 spurs, some 6,560 hertz away from 
the fundamental frequency. That is 11798.339 and 11811.459. And another problem monitored on 15410.010. Akashvani's Burmese service noted in Qatar via the Bengaluru site at 0326, February 19th. Most terrible audio feed between Delhi and Mangaluru. What a faulty audio signal, he says, presented by the Indian Government Engineering Corps. Michael Bue in Austin, Texas says, Voice of Indonesia, 3325 at 1308 UT, February 16th. News in English, a very good signal with local sunrise enhancement, easily readable, best yet at my location. On Asilomar State Beach, California, Ron Howard was monitoring at exactly the same time. He says VOI Channel 1 from Palankaraya, February 16th, an extremely rare day with readable audio. Reception before my local sunrise, 1454. I confess I still very much miss the former local program 1, RRI Palankaraya, that was heard here before VOI replaced it, back in June 2018. Anyhow, today he heard news in English at 1305 to 1315, followed by the patriotic song Bajimu Nijeri. At 1318, Today in History, 1331, Indonesian Wonders, 1344, Music Corner, and heard after 1401 in the Indonesian language. And Ron says February 18th was another day with VOI from Palankaraya with some better-than-usual audio on 3325, English from 1303 past 1327. By the way, they do also have live audio streaming via the website voinews.id. However, as of February 18th, the audio section on the website had the last program available dated 14 January, says Peter Jones in the British DX Club, and he wonders about reaching them by email, supposedly VOI at voinews.id, but no replies. Malno Ritter of WRGH says another one is voilisteners at gmail.com. Nothing new here, but relaunched for the record, Maldives non, 11620, February 20th at 1523, while in presumed Divehi, 25 over 9, one of the best signals on the band. 1529, a theme with drumming. And at 1529.45, a quick English sign-off as Voice of Martyrs Korea, and off at 1530. This is almost always audible well from 15UT. It's unbelievable to be from Uzbekistan, a site listed somewhere. More believable, Kunanura reach beyond Australia or Taiwan, but nothing confirmed. It's unknown site in IB listings, and it's deliberately absent from HFCC. The Media Magazine, you monitor with your mind. World of Radio 2231, a non-commercial service, like our website, worldofradio.com. Many thanks this week for very generous financial support from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. I check to Glenn Hauser, PO Box 1684, ENID OK 73702. One may also contribute, not necessarily in U.S. funds, via PayPal to WORADIO at yahoo.com. In the NASA flash sheet, Ralph S. W. Perry in Illinois reports Mongolia. 12085, Voice of Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar, February 15th. A fair but shaky signal in English from TuneIn 0910. A wild and halting English and keyboard electronic music breakers every minute or so. That's still a little early for prime reception in central USA. Not reported as such, but it's usually slightly below 12085. On February 15th, Wolfgang Bishop was monitoring Myanmar radio via remote in Thailand. At 1330, it was heard only 
on 5985. Nothing on that other frequency, 5914.9 variable, nor alternate 5919. Nothing but Beijing and Russian on 5915 at 1330. However, three days later, on February 18th, Ron Howard in California reports 5915.0, signing off at 1400, with their usual brief theme music, indigenous instrumental. Before 1400, it was mixing with stronger CRI, leaving CRI in the clear after 14. Manuel Mendez in Spain reports a number of Dutch low-power stations heard on February 18th, notably Radio Onda on the air on 6140. At 0905-933 with songs in English, oldies, ID in French, but some Brazilian songs as well. That seems to be its specialty. And some others, 5955, Radio Veronica, at 554-721-6060, Radio Casanova at 722-736. 6110 Radio Delta International at 553 to 0840 with songs in English and parallel on 12030 at 0833. Radio New Zealand International was off the air February 18th. Their regular listener Rodney Johnson in Minnesota says they missed their sign on at 13 on 7390. Their website announced that 13755 at least was off the air for repairs. 15720, also not heard by Gavin Waters in Victoria at 03UT. He says they have only one transmitter now, so if there's a problem, it affects all their frequencies. It's rather remote, so getting there and deciding how to repair it takes time, as well as getting parts. Gavin Waters adds that 17675 was off and on the air all afternoon, local time like 0250UT on the 19th of February. But it was back on the air by 0450 on the 18th. Via New Zealand DX Times, Wolfgang Buschel, Mike Sandburn, IRCA. A report in the New Zealand publication called Stuff, that's www.stuff.co.nz. Radio New Zealand is selling its Auckland land to pay for an AM radio network. This was published February 3rd. The AM transmission tower is believed to have been Auckland's tallest man-made structure until 1999. RNZ is looking for a buyer for a block of land it owns in West Auckland to plug a financial hole and keep broadcast on the AM spectrum alive, at least for now. When RNZ's predecessor bought the land in 1934, it was a rural pasture, but it has long since been enveloped by urban sprawl. It has grown to a rateable value of $6 megadollars. But while the value of the land has continued to increase, the cost of the aging AM transmission network has become a burden on the broadcaster. Lots more detail in this story, but that's a similar situation to many stations in the USA. Mike Cooper forwards a story February 14th from www.nation.com.pk. Headline, efforts are underway for revival and financial stability of Radio Pakistan, according to the PBC Director General. This is mainly about improving their domestic coverage in AM or DRM. Edward, the Navy dude in Saudi Arabia, says, let's hope this includes shortwave. Upon Asilomar State Beach, California, Ron Howard reports two Peruvian neighbors on 4820 Radio Senda Cristiana, the Christian Way, February 18th at 1018 to 1048. He says, close to my best ever reception, improving, as approaching their local sunrise around 1100. Religious songs and Peruvian music, preaching, frequent IDs, time checks every five minutes, and a full ID at 1030. Back to music. Also on 4810, presumed Radio Logos, 1104 to 1124. 
non-stop religious songs, best in LSB, better than usual, but with strong CODAR interference. However, I point out on USB there's even greater interference. You'd think on the isolated 11 meter band frequency of 25900, BBC would be free of interference, but David Crawford had something else on 25900.92 and AM. Radio Magic Eye in Russian at 1545 UT, February 19th. Presume this, I guess it's been reported elsewhere. It was initially an unID. There was a keyboard interval signal and ID in Russian, buried by BBC at 1558, but it fitted up some by 1620. By then it was down to 25900.86. Rock music at 1625, vocal music at 1630. He says, I last had this in 2013 and received a nice QSL from them, normally 400 watts. This is via improved F2 reception. That is also brought in some of the narrowband FM Russian taxi dispatchers in the 26 to 29 megahertz range in the past week. And I attempt to pronounce the name of this station in Russian as he conveys it, Radio Zelyony Glas. And it's in Moscow, and the abbreviation in Cyrillic is MTUSI. February 20th at 1533, I had TWR Swaziland off frequency, about 15104.95, with their music box interval signal. Then ID as from Iswatini, and into a language Tigray or Tigrinya for Ethiopia or Eritrea. Yes, it's scheduled at the odd time to start at 1532. Some um, things always erroneous, said Emerlair, Turkey. The voice of Turkey, of course, is supposed to be on 5960 for English to us at 23 UT. But February 20th, they forgot to change frequency after the 2130 broadcast. 9610.007. Well, it is on 9610 at that time. There's lots of interference from China in Mongolia. Hey, let's make it two totally wrong broadcasts. On that date, they stayed on 9610 past midnight UT, February 21st with an extra hour of German, not supposed to be on shortwave at all. Rather, two German broadcasts scheduled earlier in the day. In the last was flash sheet, Ed Chicharek in New Jersey reports on 9395, Radio Morania via WRMI, at 0321 February 15th. A distinguished sounding announcer with many Radio Morania IDs, non-stop talk about the station and Moranian mailbag, zany talk and music, very good reception. That's one of Fred Moe's programs is scheduled UT Thursdays at 03 on 9395. About the 12.40 a.m. station in Jasper, Alabama, whose radio tower was stolen. Rodney Johnson says, I think it's pretty obvious. The station was saving the expense of maintaining the a.m. station while continuing to collect advertising for the FM translator. Nobody noticed until the lie traveled all around the world via news syndication. I even heard it on BBC. Recommended reading much more about this fishy situation via the Arctic Radio Club. It's a long website, but I assume you can find it if you go to their home page. It's wirelessestimator.com. Look for their articles this year. Stolen Alabama AM Tower sparks a broader conversation about the station's bizarre operational history and video debunked claims. Keeping up with Radio Vanuatu, main frequency 7260, it was AWOL again, missing on February 16th and 18th, when I checked around 0730 or 0800, nor on their other possible frequencies, 9960 or 7890. 
but Chuck Albertson and I heard it back on the air as of February 20th, as early as 05.32, usually at full strength by 0600, he says, and I had it at 0727, a bit better than usual. 17260. The NASA flash sheet, Ralphus W. Perry in Illinois reports on Radio Dapnoi Song Nui via Pao Chung, Taiwan, the opposition station for Vietnam on 9670. On February 16th, a big clear signal checked at 1235 in Vietnamese, a music burst, and interviewing the remote speaker. There was no sign of Hanoi jamming. Not sure what they've done, he says, but I am loving this new version of Radio DLSN. Excellent listen to melody every morning now. And also heard on February 17th, the next morning, signing on at 12.30. On the other side, the official voice of Vietnam on 11.885, in English at 16.15 to 16.30, 13 February, says Tony Paddock in B.C. with stories about the Communist Party, mentioning POWs, new party slogans, relations with Slovakia, and a ballad by a female singer until 1627, but no sign-off announcement and a fluttery signal. Saudi Arabia has moved the frequency of its Republic of Yemen radio relay, that is, the other side from the Houthis, from 11.860 to 11.820. Trouble is, it took along with it the horrible buzz it's putting out, hardly any program modulation audible. I was hearing this February 19th at 1944 on 11.820, horrible buzz into a remote in Maryland. At least they're no longer clashing with Cuban jamming and Radio Marti on 11.860. One woman in Alberta says it's not centered on 11.820. If you treat it as a USB signal, it's closer to 11.819. And the stronger humbars are in the typical USB voice range. There are many 120 hertz spaced harmonics making up the buzz and hum, implying a country that uses 60 hertz power or a 60 hertz generator. I reply, of course, we know that unusually for the Middle East, Saudi Arabia is on 60 hertz and not Yemen or any other country on or off the peninsula, which are all 50. Saudi Arabia must be a victim of American influence. There's a very useful reference about the powers, standards in different countries at www.generatorsource.com, also showing the voltages. Both King Bishop and I have continued to hear the home roar at many hours of the day through February 21st. Approximately 11.820, he measured it at 0 0.070. And in detail, the Wolfie reports, there are 27 audio strings visible every 120 hertz between 11.818.400 and 11.821.770. With even further minor strong strings from 11.815.240 to 11.824.640. And Robinson reports on February 21st, a note from Steve Gilmore, National Sales Manager of HRO, Ham Radio Outlet, appears to confirm what Eton itself would not confirm, that the elite satellite is no longer being produced. Of course, this could be deduced from the radio silence from Eton itself about the receiver over the past year. Response to my latest inquiry to HRO, after seeing them still carrying one new and one open box elite satellite, Gilmore referred me to the Eton website, which he said showed the receiver as no longer listed. So, in the absence of any direct communication from Eton, which I had been working with voluntarily over the past two years to attempt to help them improve the radio and overcome its issues, I have to conclude that the elite satellite now sails off into the history of receiver development. In May 2023, an Eton representative had said that they were awaiting a new updated model 
and were very optimistic and projected that might be available for testing in June of 2023. Alas, that never happened, says Dan Robinson. Via Mike Cooper, here's a review of a new book in the Wall Street Journal, February 17th, titled The Mathematical Radio by Paul J. Nahin, N-A-H-I-N. You may want to check it out. More about this later. The Propagation Outlook from SWPC, issued February 19th. Mostly quiet, except unsettled conditions, likely February 26th and 27th. But with A and K indices peaking no higher than 8 and 3, otherwise mostly only 5 and 2, at least through March 16th. Or flux peaking at 172 February 24th and 25th, dipping to 155 on the 29th, and up to 170 again by March 3rd through 9th. With many thanks to all our stations and contributors, thus concludes another World of Radio, number 2231. With a standard disclaimer, Glenn Hauser inviting you to hear me again next week.